GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I'm joined by... Are you texting me? No. Why are you texting me right now? I am not going to call you Handsome Joe. Stop it. No, don't put it in the chat. I don't care how many exclamation points you put in there or how big the font is. I am not calling you Handsome Joe. I'm not doing it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was a, that was pretty good. I have to say, you, you got me because I was I, – I literally uh, – anyways. I, so uh, we're starting. No, 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 I'm mo- sorry. Who are you? Hovercraft Joe. Hovercraft Joe. Sorry, Don't not try handsome. and fool people. Not I don't handsome, care Joe. how many tank tops you own, how many flexes Stop. you do. Stop ruining the Hovercraft the, Joe. Stop ruining the illusion. Uh, the illusion of what? You owning more than one tank top and wearing it on back to back weeks? That's crazy. It's the same. It's the same tank top. Um, <laughs> because we just finished recording last week's episode. Uh, okay. So we are entering a new month. I think this is coming out in a new month. I don't know. We might have done the math wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really we'll know anymore. But we are entering what we are calling uh, car chase slash car month. Um, uh, yeah. And we're starting off with 2003's The Italian Job. I don't know why I did like that. Hey, the Italian Job. Um, you just uh, defended 2000... so many people. I know. I'm sorry. Which I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie is released May 20th of 2003. Um, and I feel like I saw this in theaters, but I don't have a real specific memory of seeing it in theaters. But I would I would just assume because I feel like it's that period of time when I was seeing a lot of movies in theaters. Um, I remember liking it. I, I maybe had seen it once or twice since then, but I, I hadn't revisited it in a in a in a in quite a while. Um, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised, I will say, upon uh, coming back to it. But we'll get into more of that later. How about you? Yeah, same. Like, I'm fairly certain we saw this in the theater together, uh, I would assume. I even think Aaron went with us, too, to see it. Um, and, yeah, I really liked the movie when it came out. I'm kind of surprised I hadn't. I think I might have seen parts of it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was on TV, but this is the first time I remember watching it again, and I don't know why I haven't seen this more. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this movie, uh, The Italian Job, has a budget of $60 million. Uh, it has a domestic gross of $106 million and a worldwide of $176 million. So it makes a decent amount of money yeah. for how much it costs. Um, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes of 72%. Um, which is uh, higher than the shockingly high 62% that Hulk had, and also a lot higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 had, uh, and an audience score of 80%, which completely makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is getting redundant because it's our third week in a row talking about the top-grossing movies of 2003. 
But here we go. The top grossing movies of 2003 are number one, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Number two, Finding Nemo. And number three, a movie that we've covered on this very podcast and that uh, frequent guest Jody's a super fan of, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. This movie, The Italian Job, is comes in 23rd in the domestic box office. Other movies we have covered on this podcast for the third week in a row are number four, The Matrix Reloaded, number six, X2, number 11, Bad Boys 2, number 14, Hulk, number 15, Too Fast, Too Furious, number 27, Daredevil, number 35, Freddy vs. Jason, number 63, The Rundown, and number 82, Cradle to the Grave. Holy crap, let's stop doing movies in 2003. No promises. We haven't decided on next week's movie yet. Fair enough. Uh, Okay, so this movie stars Mark Wahlberg, uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, Edward Norton, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Seth Green, Most Def. That's all I got, unless there's anyone else you want to mention. No, that's it. Those are, that's really, that's it. Like, there's really not any other, yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, and I had to say, just kind of going to it, like, I feel like I could be like, like Mark Wahlberg is like hit or miss for me, you know, in movies. Like, I'm not like just a blanket Mark Wahlberg fan, but I, right. I, I kind of really like him in this movie. Yeah, I honestly, I think this is one of his better performances. Like, he's, he's not, I don't know, you know, you, you, every once in a while, I, I when I say this, people are going to get it. Sometimes you get a very Mark Wahlberg-y performance out of him. This mm-hmm. is not that. This is like a really, he did a really good job in this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Let's do some net worth. Excuse me. Jeez. Um, let's start with most Def. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet, I think he's a musical artist money. Yeah. What do you think for most Def? Um, I'm going to go... I'll go fifty million because I feel like musicians make a lot of money. You said fifty million? Yeah, fifty five zero. Okay. He's got two point five million dollars. Oh sorry, boss. Uh next up, Seth Green. He's got that sweet, sweet robot chicken money. What do you think for Seth Green? He's got that sweet, sweet is it without a paddle money? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a movie. Uh I'll go twenty five million. Forty million dollars for Seth Green. Hey, good friend. Next up, Jason Statham. He's got that sweet, sweet transporter money. What do you think for Jason Statham? He's got that sweet, sweet death race money. Um, I'll say $60 million. $90 million for yeah, Jason Statham. Statham. Next up, Charlize Theron. She's got that sweet, sweet uh, eight Fast and Furious movie money. What do you think for Charlize Theron? Ooh, Charlize Theron. That's sweet, sweet Cider House Rules money. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, I brought that's I brought it up when we talked about Spider Man. That was my example of uh Toby McGuire's sweet, no, sweet no. money. Uh I'm gonna go eighty million for her. Hundred and seventy million dollars. Damn. Yeah. Next up, Edward Ed Ed Edward Ed Norton. He's got that sweet, sweet the incredible Hulk money. What do you think for Edward Norton? He's got that sweet, sweet uh, uh, knives Out Glass Onion movie Ooh. money, uh, which is a good movie. You should watch it. I I did watch it. I know you should watch it again. Um, he's also got that sweet sweet he hates everyone money. 
Yeah, it's true. Like, didn't didn't he also only do this movie because he, he owed like to. he owed Paramount? Like, he sound decided to deal for three movies and he had to make one. Anyways, uh, I'll go forty million. Three hundred million dollars. Well, hold on, Norton. hold on, hold on. Ed Norton has three hundred million dollars in net worth. Uh, yes. I'm gonna double check I and can't make sure. Think of what that blows my mind. I'm going to double check and make sure that I didn't read it wrong. Edward Norton, $300 million. $300 million. It says he's a film producer, actor, film director, screenwriter, voice actor, environmentalist, and journalist is what it says for him. Journalist? I don't know. That's what it says. Uh, okay. And then finally, uh, Mark Wahlberg. He's got that sweet, sweet Transformers, the last night money. <laughs> what do you think for Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, 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 Three Kings money. Oh, man, um, what a pull. Yeah, it's a very deep pull. Uh, I'll go $120 million. Man, you are low-balling the shit out of everybody besides most deaf tonight. Mark Wahlberg has $400 million. <laughs> Come on. How much do you think you could pay peanuts for those Transformers movies? See, it's, all those, it's all that Wahlbergers money. I think he, I think he has a tequila brand too. Probably. Uh, okay. Uh, this movie is directed by F. Gary Gray, which is, is crazy. Is Sutherland dead? What's that? Is Donald Sutherland dead? Oh, I thought he was. No, he's still alive. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, he's eighty-seven. Oh shoot! Oh no! I'm sorry, Donald Sutherland. Hold on. Donald Sutherland, net worth. I'm looking it up real quick. All right. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, MASH money. I think he was in the movie yeah, version of MASH. That, yeah. All right. What do you think of Donald Sutherland? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, 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 Hunger Games money. Um, Ooh, good. I'll go $100 million. $60 million. Uh, okay, so back to this movie. It's directed by F. Gary Gray, yep. who crazy would go on to direct the eighth Fast and Furious movie that has Charlie Theron and Jason Statham in it. Uh, so that's kind of wild. Uh, it is written by Troy Kennedy Martin, Donna Powers, and Wayne Powers, and I believe it's a remake of a movie from the '60s, right, with Michael Caine in it. Yeah, yep, 1969 with Michael Caine. In it. Yep, they, they called the Italian Job. It's not. Plot-wise, the same movie, but kind of similar concept. All right. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. You want to hear some taglines? Yep. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Sparked all over the place. I apologize. Oh, gosh. Uh, Okay. First tagline. Steal the day. 5.30.03. Next one. Okay. Next one. Get in. Get out. Get even. Uh, Next one. It's not about the money. It's about the money. Um, the next one is the next two. I'm not even going to try because they're just they're in the, the Jap. They're in Japanese. All right, so don't read them. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read Pretend them. Pretend though. Do a really offensive Japanese voice. No, nope, not going to trick me into that. I'm not going to try them. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about before we talk about the plot of this movie? I saw that all the actors did most of their own stunt driving for it, uh, yeah. and that everyone agreed that the best driver out of all of them was Charlie Theron. So. Yeah. Yep, I did um, see that. Uh, it seemed like everyone had fun making this movie except for Edward Norton. Because <laughs> uh, he didn't want to make it. He didn't want to make it. 
yeah. Other than that, there really I didn't see a whole lot about like production and all that stuff. Um, it just, no, I didn't see I didn't see a ton of anything as far as like you know I mentioned that. Uh, uh, why don't the, we just get in? Oh, go ahead. No, like it it it. They had a bunch of different drafts of it, and then eventually it got made. That's really about it. That's really not and a I, lot else to it. And I read that Mark Wahlberg wore lifts throughout the movie to enhance his height. Yep. Turns out he's short. He is short. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's get into the plot. Oh, you know, um, we should talk about. We okay. should talk about like this movie. The reason why this movie got made is a direct result of um, uh, Ocean's Eleven and like the Born Identity. And and those movies being a big hit, um, and at the time, uh, uh, heist movies were sort of like they were kind of the it thing to make after Ocean's Eleven came out. Which which actually I ended up watching Ocean's Eleven right after I watched this. It <laughs> does have a strong Ocean's Eleven vibe, and I it it only it, it honestly made me I couldn't I didn't look it up, but I couldn't remember which one of these came out first. Ocean's Eleven it, was like two years before was no okay. one. All right, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, it, it it this movie is definitely a direct result of that of Ocean's Eleven being a huge hit, kind of a sleeper hit, and and um, you know production companies looking for kind of the next Ocean's Eleven. Right. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. I thought you were going into more. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, movie starts off in Venice. Uh, we're introduced to Donald Sutherland. He's on the phone. He's talking to uh, Charlize Theron. He's her dad in this movie. Uh, he's on parole, but he, you know, he's like a career thief. But he, he's about to pull a job in Venice. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is there, uh, kind of leading the crew now. He's basically, I would say, like Donald Sutherland's like protege. Yeah. Uh, and like they kind of were like, it, it reminded me of like it kind of like an A Team thing, where yeah. like in the A Team movie, where like it was like, oh, okay, well now it's Face Man's time to step up. You know, mm-hmm. well this is like Mark Wahlberg playing this whole thing. Um, we're introduced to the rest of their crew, which is most death, Seth Green, Jason Statham, uh, and Edward Norton. Um, I, my understanding is uh, Jason Statham's like the wheel man. Yep. He's like the driver. Uh, Seth Green's the tech guy. Right. Uh, most death is like explosions. Demolitions, yep. And then I was kind of confused as to what Edward Norton's role was then. Yeah. I don't really know. They don't really specifically say. Um, I would assume he's like, I don't know, maybe like the the infiltrator or like the 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 guy like the lockpick expert or you know their safe cracker. I guess I don't know. I feel like he's like the he's not the safe cracker though. Oh no, because Donald Sutherland's safe cracker. Donald Sutherland. Is. So I I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's just the guy who goes in and and because in the movie that's what he's doing is he's going in to the actual. He's the actual burglar of the group. Yeah, I kind of thought maybe he was. He was also. It was also maybe kind of like a facilitator. Like he was the one that like, yeah, got the maybe. garbage men and yep. like. So, well, anyways, okay. So, so they're going to. Um, they're in Venice. They're trying to steal the safe. They basically. It's kind of cool how they they steal it. They like they they strategically like blow set explosives and blow holes in the building so the safe drops all the way down into where the water is right um and, and they think that it's in they think that they load it in the boat and like statham and seth green take off in the boat and we get like a pretty cool a really cool boat chase yeah, like through venice 
Uh, but what really happened is that the safe actually they just let it go in the water and like Donald Sutherland is down there and cracks it and they take all the gold uh, out of the safe while it's underwater uh, and, and it's thirty five million dollars in gold is what we mm-hmm. find out gold which boxes. is crazy I was looking at did you see the stats of like what thirty five million gold would be no it's it's something crazy like three tons of gold oh. <laughs> like way more than what was was there in that safe. So, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the boat chase through, uh, Venice with, uh, and, and, uh, with, uh, uh J- handsome Rob, Jason Statham mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that, that's really cool. And then they, they end up like, uh, the bad guys get stuck on a garbage trawl. Trawl? Is that a word? Okay, garbage barge. Okay. Uh, anyways, so then they get away and they're kind of all hanging out, talking about how they're going to all spend their money and like, uh, and handsome Rob wants things. Yep. Hands and Rob wants to get this like uh, really fancy Aston Martin and like uh, it's Seth the, Green. It's the Aston Martin from um, Dying of the Day. Oh damn, nice. Uh, so and then um, Seth Green wants to get these speakers that are so loud they could blow like a woman's clothes off. And mm-hmm. uh, most Def wants to get like uh, like a villa somewhere in a room for just his sneakers. Uh, and, and Edward Norton's kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to spend my money on. So Maybe I'll get cut- one of each of yours. <laughs> yeah. So cut to them, uh, they're, they're, they're driving, but then they get ambushed, and it turns out that Edward Norton like betrayed them, uh, and he steals all the gold, and he shoots Donald Sutherland, uh, and, and they drive, they get, they're kind of like on a bridge, I guess, ish. Yeah, they're on like the, a bridge, I think it's a dam or some kind of reservoir, and they drive, to, to get away, they just kind of step on it and drive into the, into the lake. Right, and so like he they, he fires like a lot of bullets into the water. He thinks they're dead. They send like Donald Sutherland's body up, and it floats to the top. Uh, so he thinks they're dead, but they're not. Um, everyone survives. Uh, and then we cut to a one year later. We're in Philadelphia. Uh, Charlize Theron she runs, I guess, like a safe cracking business where she cracks safes for the police. Well, she's like a locksmith, but then she also like will crack safes and do security and stuff like that. Uh, secure like like safe testing and security testing for whatever agency hires or whether it's the FBI or the police or whoever. Gotcha. Okay. So and and she also has a Mini Cooper which she likes to drive really fast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she goes back to her office uh, and Mark Wahlberg's there uh, and they know each other obviously because of her dad and he's like, hey, we finally figured out where Edward Norton is. He's in Los Angeles. We want you to be part of the crew and and kind of help us take him down. And she's like, no, I'm not going to help you. I moved on. Like, it's fine. But then she ultimately has a change of heart and decides that she does want to join the crew and get... They want to get revenge on Edward Norton. They want to get the gold, but I think it's more than, like, that. They want to kind of, like... Because, you know, he obviously killed Donald Sutherland and betrayed them all and tried to kill all of them. So, Um, okay. So she joins the crew. Um, uh, they, uh, I, I'd like the, that's when you get the introduction. I already talked about what they all do. Uh, Seth Green, uh, is the tech guy and he, uh, apparently really invented Napster. Yeah. And I like that. I like that shot where you get the real, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the uh, Napster Sean guy. Fanning. Yeah. Where he was like stole, apparently stole the idea from Seth Green while he was asleep. And that's why he said it was called Napster. Right. Uh, and then, uh, most Steph's character is left ear. Cause he's like an explosion and like, he can't hear out of his right ear. So he can only hear out of his left yeah, ear. Yeah, I guess he was. Uh, he blew up a toilet in, in middle school or elementary school, and it caused a, his right ear to go deaf. That was the and, story. And Jason Statham is handsome, Rob, because he's handsome. Because he's, he's handsome, yeah. 
and he's a wheel man. And he, it was funny because it's Jason Statham still when he kind of was going with having some hair. Yeah. Uh, so he still, he kind of has a little bit of hair. It's so weird, like how many driving movies Statham's been in. Because, <laughs> like, he's been in this, he was in uh, Death Race, uh, the Transporter movies, yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> like, he's yeah. in a ton of. Movies where the, the 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 central theme or one of the central themes is driving fast. That's true. Um, so they go to Los Angeles and they start um, they start planning the heist. Um, Edward Norton has been selling the bricks to like kind of like a shady pawn shop to get cash. Yeah, he's laundering them through this Ukrainian jeweler. Um, yeah, basically to get cash because you can't you know you can't just like walk into a bank with a gold bar and say hey cash me out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and then there's that weird scene where um, Mark Wahlberg goes into the room where Charlie Theron is, and she's practicing crash cracking safes with her shirt off for some reason. Yeah. Real weird. I was like, what? And like, where are they staying? They're not staying at a hotel. It's like they rented a building, but it seems really fancy. I don't know. I couldn't quite figure it out. They had a real nice rooftop setup they were hanging out on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was. Um, uh, so I, I like that they, they, they're, they're trying, they're like casing out, uh, uh, Edward Norton's house and they're trying to figure out how can they get in to figure out where the safe is. So they're like, well, he has cable. So, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're like, we're going to send someone as a cable guy. I also like that. They notice that he literally has all the stuff that they were talking. He has the yeah. car that Jason Satan wanted. He has the stereo that Seth Green wanted. So uh-huh. he could, um, he's had, but they he didn't have, have his shoes in it. He'd be, he'd be in a big like closet, I think too. Yeah, so they so they have to uh, they steal a cable van, uh, I, and I like that uh, not to bring up the A team again, but Jason Statham is essentially like face man in this because he just goes and like talks to the cable lady uh-huh. and like sleeps with her and like steals her uniform in her van. Did you watch the extended version of that scene? No, it's so funny. It's just Seth Green riffing the entire time. Oh, when he's doing the voices, yeah, when he's doing the voices, it's just okay, five, then it's I'm- just five minutes of him riffing. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did read that that was all like improv that he yeah. was just doing the voices and stuff. It was um, pretty funny. I, I watched the whole thing just uh, before we started recording today. So, um, so they have to send Charlie Snared in because he knows all of them and thinks they're dead. So they send her in to like basically. She's kind of scoping out. She's trying to figure out where the safe is so they can map out, you know, where to, where when they right. go in to rob the place. Yeah, because that was the one thing they couldn't figure out is where he actually put the safe. Right. Uh, and while while uh, she's there, Edward Norton's like hitting on her a lot. Um, they go back to their hideout. That's where Seth Green insists uh, that he be called the Napster or Napster. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll only answer to that, which I thought was a really funny bit. Um, and, and they're kind of trying to figure out how they're going to move the gold. And then ultimately they decide going back to the Mini Coopers that the Mini Coopers will fit in the house and they can drive them around in the house. Um, so we get like a scene of them like practicing driving around and, and Jason Statham calls his mechanic friend, whose name is Wrench, I guess, uh, who helps them like outfit the... the um, yeah, the cars are... They have to... Uh, they have to make the cars lighter so that the suspension will still hold enough with all the gold inside because the gold's so heavy. And then they have to they have to like add, I don't know, extra bits to it to make it so that they can, you know, they don't bottom out with all the gold in it. Right. Uh, so Wrench does that for them. We get a montage of more heist planning, them practicing driving the Mini Coopers, mm-hmm. a lot of driving the Mini Coopers. 
uh, Seth Green uh, ultimately taking control of like the LA traffic system. So because they want to be able to basically they they want to steal the gold and get it to the load it onto train cars to get it out of there. But they need to get to the train station fast. And there's a scene where Statham's trying to clock how long it would take them and like traffic so bad. So they figure out they're like, well, we got to control the traffic. So if we can make it all green lights, we can get there fast as fast as we need to. Right, which I don't know how well that would work, even with all the green lights, because there's still a lot of traffic. Yeah. So even if you had a lot of green, even if you had green lights the whole way, I mean, you've been well, on Telegraph when, you know, yeah. Telegraph's packed, and it's a timed, it's a well, timed even, road. Even Ford Road gets, like, crazy crowded sure. if you're on it. But you know what I think is – um well, and to your point, and it will cover it here in a little bit, but like even when they're rerouting the trucks and it's like it's so jammed up with all the red lights and they're yeah. like, oh, this light's green now. And they're able to, it's like you would still have a hard time getting through that. You would. Um, yeah. I mean, essentially, you'd have to drive on the other side of the road in, yeah. where all the green lights are. Um, OK, so uh, they get the Mini Coopers uh, souped up um, back to Edward Norton. He's trying to sell some more gold bars. But the guy, the Ukrainian guy that he's selling them to, starts to realize, like, hey, I think I recognize where these bars came from and yeah, all the stuff. All the bars have like a big stamp on them, and mm-hmm. it's a very unique stamp. Um, and so he he kind of puts two and two together, like, oh, there was this big heist, you know, in Venice a year ago of a bunch of gold. Oh, this looks like that's that. This is clearly what that gold was from. Yeah. So Ever Norton straight up kills him. Um, then, uh, Mark Wahlberg and most deaf go to see skinny Pete. And the funny thing about skinny Pete is that he's like this giant dude. He's not skinny at all. Right. Uh, and they, they go to get some supplies from him. And skinny Pete was also the one that kind of find out, found out like where Edward Norton is. Cause of where he was, he was asking about the gold and he found out about the gold and blah, blah, blah. So they go to do the robbery because Edward Norton is supposed to be going on a date with Charlize Theron, so he's leaving the house. Yeah, that was kind of the crux of like her being there uh, as a sort of a byproduct. Um, he was hitting on her, and she's like, "Oh, this is a good opportunity," you know. So she made plans with him so that he'd be out of the house, so he could guarantee it to a window when he'd be out of the house for them to actually complete the job. Right. So they go to. So the, he goes out to go to the date. And they go to rob the house, but then they can't because his neighbor's having a party. And they're like, well, we can't blow the gate and do all the stuff we were going to do if there's all these people here right. at the neighbor's house. Way too many so, witnesses. So she ends up having to actually go on the date with Ed Norton, not to raise suspicion. Uh, but then he figures out that it is Donald Sutherland's daughter because she says this phrase that he, that Donald Sutherland would say all the time. And she says it. Right. So he kind of figures I out that it's her. what the phrase was. It was... Uh... It's that expression. It's that one where, like, oh, isn't that where he's? It, it's oh. not fine. It was something. Oh, it's else. not fine. It was, yeah, it was something else, and I didn't write it down, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, it was it's some, something else. She says something very specific. So, uh, so then he figures out that it's her, but then all the other guys and the crew are in the restaurant, and, and him and Mark Wahlberg, uh, Edward Norton, Mark Wahlberg, kind of have like a face to face. He ends up punching him in the face. Um, Edward Norton, he punches Edward Norton. Right. So Edward, after this, Edward Norton's like, all right, I got to leave L.A. I'm going to go to Mexico City. Uh, and, and Mark Wahlberg is like, all right. Uh, he, he he drops the title of the film when they're trying to figure out what to do. He's like, oh, we'll do it just like the Italian job. And it's like, OK, come on. Um, so they call Wrench to help him again. So Wrench gets some more screen time. Um, I can't. What uh, does Wrench do this time? I can't remember. 
he blows he um when they blow the hole in the road he like oh that's right he's like hanging out there and he's there at the trailer when he's loading the cars right, up loading the cars and the train truck train cars uh okay so edward norton's moving the gold but he tries to fake him out because he uses three armored cars right uh so they don't know which one to follow but they kind of figure out pretty easy because they basically have Seth Green check the, the, yeah, they drive the by like cans. a and, cans, and, he, yeah. and he tracks like the tire pressure and they see whichever one is like lower has the ground. lowest yeah because yep. it's got the, the golden net um, so they they control the traffic lights and they kind of steer it in a certain direction um, uh, the Mini Coopers uh, d- drive in the subway which is really cool. Um, but I was also wondering when they're kind of like when they're like cutting right in front of that train, like why didn't they just get down on the track sooner? Like they wait so long to jump. Yeah, in front I don't of- know. Like I don't, I don't really know why they waited so long. They could have just hopped on the tracks. It would have been the same thing. And I also was confused because while this was going on, uh, Edward Norton's in a helicopter, yeah. kind of tracking stuff, and I'm like, wouldn't, wouldn't like the cops might they be involved there's like this helicopter like flying all over downtown la like getting really low and all this stuff don't you think like yeah, that would be you on? can't just willy-nilly hop in a helicopter and fly around you still have to let people know like you don't have to necessarily file a, a flight path i don't think but um a flight plan but you know you can't just get in a helicopter and start flying around you you gotta there's certain ordinances you gotta stay away from buildings you can't fly, fly below a certain height i mean there's all kinds of things yeah, it, seemingly there's zero police presence in this movie. Like, there's yeah. a lot of shit going on in downtown LA, and no cops ever show up. Um, and so, it, also, oh, it seems kind of convenient that they're able to pull this new plan together so quickly. Well, you they they, I mean? ba- they based it on the Italian job. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> um, so basically, they they steer the armored truck to a certain location where they had planted explosives they blow the explosive so it falls into like the subway tunnel yeah and then and then wrench like pushes something this big sign over so it blocks the hole so they can't see where the truck went right because edward norton can still can still see with his helicopter you know the truck itself um so they get to a point where there's a blind spot and so it's in the road he stops the traffic lights so the, the armored car is in the right area. And then most stuff is set up explosives along the underside of the road um, that basically pulls the floor out. And then the truck that's parked next to where the armored car was has one of those big like billboard signs on it. And they drop the billboard sign over the hole so they can't tell where the hole is. Van disappears. Edward Norton can't see it. That's how they kind of sneak it out. Right. So uh, they they go to get the gold, but they found out they find out that Edward Norton moved it into a different safe that they weren't expecting. So like uh, Charlie Theron's trying to crack it, but it's got like uh, some kind of weird thing where it's like ah, if you try and drill it, it's got these glass plate pa- plates. It's got a pane of glass in it, and if you break the pane of glass, it will auto trigger the um, the uh, barrels of the of the of the safe to just lock in place and then you can't open it so she ends up having to crack it by hand but she does crack it by hand and then they get the gold out and they're like oh there's still 27 million dollars in gold i'm like man edward Norton didn't spend a lot of that gold for yeah, a year i feel like for as much stuff as he had it would have been way more than the 11 million dollars or however much it was that eight million eight million dollars that he would have spent unless maybe yeah, he that's... was just renting the house but even then, like, 
Yeah, I kind of spending an insane amount of money. Yeah, I was like, "Eh, it seems like that that they didn't spend that much. So, anyways, uh, motorcycles show up, and there's that sweet, like the main, like featured car chase where the motorcycles are chasing the car, the Mini Coopers to the subway and the tunnels and the and the. the, the, It's cool. Like I remember seeing. So when Born Identity came out, they had a Mini Cooper uh, chase scene that was pretty neat, and this one like really, really ramped it up. Like this was. A, a very cool, I mean, because you never, other than seeing, you know, other than seeing the the Born Identity chase scene, you don't, you never really saw something like this with Mini Coopers, something like a real agile uh, 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 chase scene with multiple vehicles and motorcycles, um, it, it, precision driving. It, it was just kind of cool. Like I, I don't remember seeing that before. Now you see it kind of all the time, but. This was yeah, and, first it, and it's it. just cool because of the size of the vehicles and stuff yeah. where it's like it's just and they're they're able to kind of go and like they really kind of use the size and make it interesting, like where they're cutting through things and fitting through things and stuff like that. And then right after this, like the Mini Cooper car got really popular, like in yeah. general, like this really this one movie sort of set up Mini Cooper as uh, it's kind of a household name because I don't know. I had never seen a Mini Cooper before. I didn't know no, what it was. Yeah, no, this definitely kind of, yeah, it's definitely kind of shot at them into the stratosphere. Yeah. So um, Mark Wahlberg kind of like sends uh, Handsome Rob and Charlie Theron along to the train yard, and he and Edward Norton follows him, uh, and he gets that helicopter into a really like under a freeway overpass, which I thought was kind of crazy. But they said they actually did that. Did yeah, I read that right? That's crazy. Yeah, they actually did do that. That's wild. So helicopter crashes, but but uh, Edward Norton gets into a truck and they chase him and they load the cars onto um, onto a train. That load, ugh, sorry, they load the Mini Coopers onto a train car, right? right? And then Edward Norton shows up and he's got a gun and he's like, "Hey, like, give me back my gold." But then uh, Mark Wahlberg's like, "Ha I call the Ukrainians." Oh yeah, we're to tell about that part. Uh, so kind of the the little. Side story here is the is the brother of the Ukrainian. It was his cousin. His cousin. Uh, so there, there's like a whole little thread about the Ukrainians trying to investigate who killed the the, the guy at the shop. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. went and they questioned Skinny Pete, um, and then you think that they're they're coming after uh, Mark Wahlberg and his crew, and then it turns out Mark Wahlberg had let them know what was going on. And they were there at the train car waiting for Edward Norton. Yeah. They cut a deal with them. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, we're going to get you because you killed a cousin. Mm-hmm. And Edward Norton's like, Hey, if you kill them, I'll give you gold. And he's like, we already got money. Like, uh, like he has like a suitcase, like Mark Wahlberg already gave him so much of the gold. So they drag Edward Norton off and basically are like, yeah, we're going to torture you. <laughs> and it's not going to be great. Oh, and Charlie Stern gets to punch him in the face too. So, yep. um, uh, so they, they give them to the Ukrainians, they celebrate, they show them a montage of them buying all the stuff that they wanted to buy. Uh, Handsome Rob has his uh, Aston Martin. Uh, Seth Green has his speakers to blow the clothes off a girl, which is kind of, I don't know if that's really PC, but he does. Did you, did you uh, see who that was at the end? No. That was, uh, oh, what's her name? Is it Kelly Brook? No. Maybe it's Kelly Brook. I can't remember the name of the the actress who it was, the model who it was, but that was uh, Jason Statham, Statham's actual girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, most Def uh, has his like 
villa in in Spain or wherever mm-hmm. it was with his room just full of shoes his first shoes and uh Mark Wahlberg and Charlie's there and are together hanging out in Venice they're a couple now but but that was kind of weird because I feel like it, they didn't really establish them having a romantic relationship that much I mean maybe a little bit but like just I don't know I, didn't, I think it was li- they kind of hinted at it yeah they hinted but I don't know it, it just seemed kind of weird that at the end I don't know it, it wasn't like it's fine. It's a minor issue, but I just I feel like they didn't really push them having a romantic relationship, and then at the end they're like, "We're a full blown couple now." They're hanging out in Venice, um, but that's the end. Uh, I heard that for a while they were developing a sequel that was going to be called The Brazil Job, but it never got made, um, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the situation was, why it didn't. Um... I mean, because it was a successful movie, it made like we said earlier, it made money. So yeah, like the like Gary F. Gary Gray and the entire cast. I guess maybe not Edward Norton, but the entire cast was uh was ready to come back and do it, and it just never happened. Like, oh, I know what it was. Uh it was it's at Paramount, and Paramount kept changing hands as far as like leadership goes, and eventually mm-hmm. they just like forgot about it. And like decided not to do it. Mark Wahlberg said, like in 2015, they were still allegedly maybe talking about doing it. So, yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. It should, but I don't think it'll ever happen. It's true. It's probably too far gone at this point. But you never know. I mean, what they we've talked about sequels that they made that have been like 20 years, you know, since. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at uh, Bad Boys for Life. Or the Independence Day sequel. Yeah, oh, that movie. I've never seen that one, but I've never heard anything good about it. No, so I haven't which, seen. I've seen little parts of it, and the parts I saw were not good. So it's terrible, which means we'll probably cover it on this podcast at some point. God, I hope uh, not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I it, the, the funny thing is, is that like I really enjoy the movie, but it's it's really a quick watch, and there's not like a ton to it. Like I usually, you know, me, I mean, like I usually have a lot. The, I barely about three pages of notes, a little less than three pages of notes because there's not, it's not overly complicated, but in a good way, I feel like. No, I agree with that. It's uh, it's, it's a, because a lot of times in, in high school, like when I was watching, like I said, I watched oceans 11 after this and there's a lot of stuff in oceans 11. That's kind of overly complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's necessarily in a bad way, but it's just overly complicated. In here, things are relatively simple. Like mm-hmm. it's it's their, their whole plan initially is we, we'll go, we'll scope out the place, we'll send somebody in to infiltrate, we'll set up a time for him to be distracted, we'll go in get the safe, and we'll move out. Like it's a pretty simple plan in general. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work out because you know they can't anticipate the neighbor having a party, obviously. Right. Um, and then the rest of the film, as far as their plan goes, is, well, we've got control of the cameras. We know he's moving it by truck. Let's just try and set something up to, you know, catch him. Although, I, they don't... How Did they get word that he was moving it out by truck? They were watching the house. They kind of... I think they anticipated that he was going to be, just because how else are you going to move gold like that? Like, that, I think they kind of knew that that's how he was going to move yeah, it. I was thinking- and they had... And they had eyes on the house. They just didn't know he was going to use three different trucks. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Because I was thinking, like, how how do they have time to set up the explosives under the ground? 
you know, because they only I think a day, they, right? I think they just knew that he was going to have to move it, like that much gold that you had to move it by truck. Like he didn't really have any other option to move it. So yeah, that's true. He had, and even if he did move it, he had to get it somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. um, although I guess why didn't he just put on the helicopters? I he only had one helicopter. I don't know if you could put all that gold in one helicopter. Oh, maybe not. You know what? Uh, uh, our our helicopter pilots out there, hit us up on Discord. Let us know if uh, if uh, three tons of gold. I think it was three tons. Maybe it's three thousand pounds. Either way, let us know if several thousand pounds of gold uh, would be able to be transported by the type of helicopter that Edward Norton had. We'd love that. We'd love to know. I know there's some uh, pilots out there who listen. Maybe maybe there's a helicopter pilot. I'm hoping there is. Uh, hit us up. Let us know. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I will say this. I did appreciate the fact that they actually filmed in Venice and in L.A. Like, mm-hmm. location-wise, was good. I did enjoy that part quite a bit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking through my notes, but, I mean, there's not... Uh, I don't really have a ton of other, like, things that came up for this. I mean, because it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. We can just go in. We can just rate it, and then we'll uh, we'll just rate it. All right, let's do that then. All right, here we go. This is us rating it. All right, you want to go uh, first or second? You want me to go first oh. this time? What's that? You want me to go first this time? Well, I made you go before me last week, remember? Oh, and you true. went off. You went off on a tangent. Um, I'll I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed watching this movie. Like, I always remember that I kind of liked it, but I enjoyed it like way more than I thought I was going to. Like, I liked all the performances. Um, I think everyone's good in it. Even Edward Norton, who didn't want to be in it, was good in it. Um, I, there were funny stuff that I laughed at. I, 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 the, the, all the action sequences are good. Like the, the, obviously we, you know, we're in car month or whatever you want to call it. And all the chase scenes with the mini Coopers are really well done and really look really cool. But uh, the heist stuff is cool. The heist at the beginning, the heist at the end, it's, I, I, and it, and it's, it moves really fast and it, it, you know, it's like an hour and 40 minutes or something, but it, it just, it's very easy to sit and watch and, I might be, I don't know, like this might sound crazy, but I'm going to give it four machine guns. I really like this movie. Like I'm giving it four machine guns and I'll probably watch it again fairly soon because it's short and it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to go four. It might be a little inflated, but that's where I'm at. I don't think it's inflated at all. Um, I remember <laughs> I we were we had, I had started watching it. You had started watching it. I texted you and I'm like, I forgot how much I like this movie. Yeah, like, this movie's really good. Like, yeah, I, it is. I don't, you know, yeah, you know, it, some of the stuff doesn't make sense a little bit, but every movie kind of has that. Yeah, you can, you can nitpick a lot of things, but you're right. Like, the chemistry between all the actors is fantastic. Like, you, f- I feel like they're a crew. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're so good in this. They're great. Like all the characters, all the it's perfectly cast. You know, Jason Statham as the as the wheelman, Seth Green as the tech guy. Most stuff, you know, the demolitions guy. Sure, I, I guess he's a demolitions man, but it, it makes sense. He does a good job. Yeah, you know, and all the acting's really good in it. It's concise. It's a. It feels. If doesn't feel smart necessarily, but it doesn't feel dumb. Like it's. It's a fun. 
it's written well. It's a fun kind of fast plot. Um, Edward Norton makes a great asshole bad guy. Yeah, hundred percent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and granted, I feel like maybe that was art imitating life. <laughs> I feel like he is just an asshole because, like, he had all kinds of issue when he made the Incredible Hulk, and so, like, maybe he just sucks. Maybe I don't know. I think he's just kind of a dick. Maybe I don't know. I've never met Edward, the guy. I couldn't tell you. Edward, Nor- Edward Norton, come on the pod and defend yourself. Sure, or at least Discord. At least join Discord. Let us know how you feel. Um, someone's going to log on now as Edward Norton. The <laughs> real Edward the Norton. The real Edward Norton. And it's going to be Glitch. <laughs> or my brother. Uh, no, that's too much work for my brother. Um, hey, your brother wouldn't even be on our Hulk episode. Yeah, Come on, chops. Enough chops. Um, but yeah, I like this movie a lot. I was really happy about watching it. And I was really happy while I was watching it. And I think you're right. I'm going to go watch it again at some point relatively soon. Um yeah, this is definitely for machine guns, and I think everyone should go and watch it because it's really good. Yeah, it's and just it, a really if, good movie. It, yeah, it really is. And it, if you haven't watched it in a while, definitely revisit it. Like I was singing its praises to like people at work the other day. I'm like, I'm like, go back and watch it again because it's like it, it just like you said. I think the 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 conciseness, like the tightness of it, like it, it's running time and how it doesn't like. There's nothing that it doesn't get bogged down in anything. It doesn't need to get in bogged down in like there's yeah. not weird subplots or anything like that to just pad out what's going on it's like this is the plot this is where it starts this is the plan this is the new plan. you know like it, it's it, it was it was a fun watch and and i almost i almost watched it one sitting i didn't because it's me but i almost did i watched yeah. it like in a sitting and a half so i i watched it in one sitting yeah, well you I, usually I you usually do though i, I try always to uh, like not last week God, the Hulk. Oh, I hey, started and stopped it's that just movie. Probably, Hulk. Sorry, Hulk. I started and stopped that movie at least five times. Like, yeah, I, I watched it in I watched it in over like four different like it's like a two hour two hour plus movie. I watched it in like four half hour segments. But yeah. anyways, you go back and listen. Yeah, when I garbage. listen to the Hulk, I watched this pretty quick. It's on Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus, check it out. I yeah, it was it, it was I was very. Surprise! I knew that I didn't hate the movie, but I was surprised just how much of a good time I had rewatching it. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think about other movies that are just fun movies to watch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's a pretty uh, open-ended question. No, no, I mean like you know that are this type of movie where it's it's just it's just a fun movie. You know, it's just a good watch. Like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other ones that I've seen recently, or just in general, that I have no problem going back and rewatching. Uh, one would I one that I would say maybe not you. I don't know. I we covered it on the podcast. I don't remember when. I think it was actually when you were out. But the um, the the Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, Jack, that one's good. And the Rock, like the first one, like that one's a movie that I I think is really like rewatchable and just fun. And, and um, but but I kind of knew that, that like I said, this one to me the big surprise is that I just hadn't watched it in so long. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's a good decade and a half, probably fifteen years since I've seen this movie. So yep. it holds up well, I think, is what was I was so surprised about. So yeah, yeah. Bottom line, watch the movie. Definitely mm-hmm. watch this movie. One hundred percent. Watch the movie. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um, or, I. Or is there anything else we need to wrap up with? And talk about. It. I don't have any. I couldn't find any. Um, any uh, roller, roller reversals. 
No, I don't. I don't really think there is. And I know this is one where we just haven't. You know, there's just not a lot to dig into on it. But it's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes there's more to talk about. And I think that the the movie is just so concise and kind of the plot moves that there's just not. You know, like you can get through it fast. And you know, we. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that's what it is. I guess. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I would just like to plug uh, as always Tubi. Um. It's a free app to download. It's got a lot of content on it. This movie, again, is not, fortunately, not on Tubi. You can watch it on Paramount Plus if you have Paramount Plus. Um, but yeah, uh, Tubi and go back and listen to our Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle episode, which LPBJ is surprisingly not on. It's me and Sphinx and Jody. Yeah, one of the few weeks I was not on the show. I yeah. don't even remember where I was, but I wasn't there. Yeah, you weren't there. Uh, although I do think uh, if we were to go back and check the check the tape, since I've been a regular co-host, you've actually missed more episodes than me. That might be true. I think there's only two, maybe three episodes since I've been doing this that I haven't been on. That might be true. That might be true. Because every time I have something going on, somehow conveniently it's not a recording Friday. <laughs> or we adjust it. That's true. We do adjust now. We we do adjust. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think I, yeah. I think it was one of those times when I was just happened to be out for like two or three weeks, and there was yeah. no way for us to. F- to yeah, do it. that could be. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It matter. happens. You know what? It happens. Yeah. We make the shows. We make the shows. Yeah. And everyone Listen. else can go fuck themselves. Yeah, listen, we're just trying to get to 270 episodes. That's, it. That's all we have to do. And we're, we're getting close. We're at 230. I think this will be 235 maybe. Let's see what episode I, this will be. This will be episode number. This will be episode number 235. Yes. Um. Although I have said, I do feel like, and this might change, but if we get to 370, we're probably going to be like, yeah, we should. What's that? Oh, sorry, 270. We should probably just go just 300. Get to 300, right. I feel like if we get that far, mm-hmm. 30 more episodes, and then be like 300, that's a great number to end up. Yeah, and our and that, last episode is going to be 300. We're just going to do it again. Yeah, and then the great thing is because is if you just do 270, then maybe The Legend of Retro comes out of retirement to do two episodes just to go above us again. But if we go to 300, they ain't coming back out to do 30 episodes nope, or 31 episodes. Yeah. Mm-mm, so, well, <laughs> I I don't have any beef with anyone in the Legend of Retro. That's a lie. We're all we're all we're all golden in uh in my book. We're but, just very competitive. Well, you're very competitive. I'm along for the ride. Oh, that's what this is. Yeah, you told you told me you're like I want to do 270 episodes so I have more episodes than my brother. <laughs> All right, so maybe I, I guess I'm spiteful, not not competitive. <laughs> That's probably more likely it. But like anyway. I said, so we'll we'll probably go to 300 unless I don't know. We'll we don't know. We, we, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, we're not we're not promising anything, but no. we'll be, we'll we you know we'll, we'll we we do this podcast for fun. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so go to the Discord. Join us there. GameZillaMedia.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Join the Discord. Uh, give us some idea of how many episodes you want us to do. Do you want us to do 270? Do you want us to do more than 270? Let us he know. Wants to do, do you want us to do 235? Sure. Do you want to just stop it? <laughs> the Italian job? Let us know. I won't release those episodes if you don't want us to. 
And do you want us to re You know what? We'll get to 200, 299, and then episode 300 will be the Marine. <laughs> It'll be the lost episode. That'll be, we'll do 301 episodes, and that'll be episode 301, just me sounding like an insane person talking to myself about the Marines. Yeah. I need to release that. I just need to get off my ass and slap it together and put it out. I should do that. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. anyway. But anyways, yeah. Join the Discord. We talk about a lot of stuff. Let us know um, how long we should keep doing the podcast. Um, clearly, you know, if you say forever, that's not going to be the case. Uh, also, uh, don't forget, I, I appreciate, I forgot to bring this up last week, but I appreciate seeing everyone's uh, hashtag I last stand with Jody uh, and our continued support of trying to get LPJ to allow uh, Jody to cover uh, X-Men The Last Stand on the podcast. So that, you know, I appreciate seeing that because uh, he's, he's going to crack. I feel like as we get closer and closer to the end of the podcast, we're just going to do movies that might not apply that we want to do. Like, that's when we're finally going to get Mighty Ducks 2 on this podcast. It's like episode 295 or something uh, when, when the wheels just come off and we do whatever we want. So we're going to call we're going to call it like. We're going to call it Last Action Podcast Last Stand. <laughs> <laughs> Last Action Trainwreck, and we're just going to do whatever we want. We'll finally do, we'll finally do uh, Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Like we're yeah, really, Michael we're Jackson Moonwalker. To, we're really close to doing that. Yeah. So We'll do, yeah, we'll do all the episodes that, uh, we'll just, we'll just do a random, like, Legend of Retro podcast episode. <laughs> I do think before the podcast ends that we need to do that month where we try and pick, like, some of, like, four of the lowest IMDb score yeah, action movies. Um, but anyways, that's a, that's a ways off. We're not ending it anytime super soon. So yeah, yeah so no join worries. the Discord. Yeah, we're just we're just musing about the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, join the Discord. Talk with us. Talk with Tush. Talk with Jody. Anyone that's on the podcast is on there. It's a good time. Yep. Uh, all right, Joe. Thanks for being here again. I really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you as a guest on here. I know um, it is. And it's, it's just crazy. Cause I feel like for a guest, I had to do so much of the work. Yeah. You know, we're like, we like <laughs> to let people earn their spots here. All right. Fair enough. You, know, you, you get, you get to be a guest, but you got to earn it. Fair enough. Uh-huh. This episode of the last extra podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. Almost.